This is not a podcast if you do not like the New England Patriots, but you can stay if you want to. McGarvin's Please here. Stay. I'm here. You can stay. You're all welcome. <laughs> you can hear us talk about our favorite team, the moves that have happened in free agency so far, maybe even some other NFL talk. Oh, but yeah. for those of you who don't know, guys, we're now this – is, this is actually a cool episode. It's 2-2-2, two, 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 just three twos in the episode. It's a good time. As always, we're on the Cryer Media family now as my cat comes here for attention. Always does this at the most inappropriate times. And I don't know if, how many episodes you've seen recently, but I've got a new intro. But I have a little twist to it today just just for you. There's no – there's this one, it's going to make you laugh. I okay. guarantee you. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to cue it up now. Let's get to it. Because the Patriots, I love that. You're a raw motion. I have to like the two times I've gotten creative, it's been with you. And this one, I'm like, after yesterday, I'm like, I got to include it. That's Reese Hardy on TikTok. The Patriots logo too. That's my own little Photoshop in there. Let's get right into the brass tacks. Juju Smith Schuster, three year, thirty three million dollar contract. Um, and former guest of the show, Alex Barth, said this best in an article that there's three letters. For why he was brought in and Jacoby was brought out. YAC. All right, so sorry, you got to have to meet with that one more time. My uh, headphone kind of kind of popped out at me there. The three letters of why it's Juju and not Jacoby. YAC. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it feels like that's kind of getting, uh, I don't know, I guess brushed aside. Um, people are like, oh, it's, I don't know. People are treating it like it just doesn't matter. But um, I don't know. It's. Juju's a better athlete than Jacoby Myers. I, I yeah. really don't know that that's a hot take, although yesterday it, it seemed like it. It felt like I was on like the, the wrong end of that one where everyone was just like, no, yeah, Jacoby's better, Jacoby's better. And I'm like, that's just simply not true. Um, I like Jacoby more, like, right? I like I like him more as a player. Obviously, he's homegrown. Um, New England Patriots, we saw him from, you know, undrafted to, hit, uh, to now, you know, signing his second contract. So obviously there's a soft spot there. But I think if you're being objective and you're just like watching the players play, yeah, I, I I really don't understand how you watch and you're like, oh yeah, Ju- uh, you know, Juju's a worse player than Jacoby Myers. Um, I've had people say they're similar um, and that it's a wash. I don't agree, but I understand, right? I understand why you would say it's a wash. I don't necessarily know that I agree that it's a wash. I think that the yak ability um, just matters. It just kind of matters because you think about the offense the Patriots rolled out last year, and obviously we know it's going to be a little different here. But you think about the players they had last year. Um, they had one yak guy and he sat on the bench most of the year and Kendrick Bourne. So, you know, when you can now add another one and you can actually have like, all right, cool. We can scheme up more plays for him. We can, you know, hit him with some screens. We can hit him on the shallow crossers. We can make it happen where Jacoby, he would run those kind of routes. He'd, you know, catch a shallow cross. He'd pick up an extra yard and go down. It's like, all right, well, now you don't necessarily have to do that. So I, I think that people are underrating Juju's athleticism, uh, mainly because he's an annoying dude. And I get that. <laughs> trust, trust me, I know. Um, if you follow Go to his Twitter. Twitter uh, at POV, right down. If you're there. not, what are you doing? Yeah, well, come on, right? Um, I had tweeted a series of tweets where, I mean, I, I was talking hella shit, hella shit about Juju um, just over the last year and a half, two years. <laughs> and obviously that all came home to roost. So egg on my face. Um for that, but all the same, um, I think if we if we're just being objective, it's a fine move, and, and especially for the money, you know, he's getting paid what four and a half million this year. 
Um, he's on the books next year and the year after at 10 apiece. I think that's totally fine. Especially with the cap able to go up as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also to look like he, he said he wanted to go to Kansas city. The money was more attractive. The, um, the situation can be better because I feel like he can be the guy in New England. Not say he was the guy in Kansas City, but when there's a number 87 in Kansas City, right. it's a little tougher to do. So you have that. But then this year, I look at the Patriots where you have – I don't think they're done at wide receiver. Now, I'm not Absolutely saying – they're. I'm not saying, you know what, go get OBJ, go get Odell Beckham Jr. like that Justin Ramos guy did who just has some weird, goofy takes – I think if you end up with one of them, great. Personally, I'd rather D-hop just because I feel like OBJ is going to want too much money and too much commitment coming yeah. off his coming off his injury. But right now, the way I have it with the receiving group is, you say if it's like last year, you have Juju and Kendricks. I feel like Kendrick will get utilized more. Absolutely, yep. You put Tyquan in the X. Just let him run as a slot guy. And then you rotate in Devontae Parker, and we'll see if guys like Trey Nixon get a spot in the lineup. And uh, here's the other fun thing, too. Hunter Henry is going to get used properly. We've talked about this at length, you and I. Yeah, he's not a blocking tight end. What is what? Ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do it because you said it best. What happens when Hunter Henry blocks? Yeah, what do you mean? He just like he falls down. <laughs> like he just ends up on the ground every time too. Um, yeah, when you, get I, the, when you get him in the flat, he makes plays happen. Yeah, it's um yeah. So I I, I can under um I can understand people's excitement with Hunter Henry. I just want him to break a tackle, just one. Yeah, just go ahead and break a tackle, my man, just once. Um, but. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Bill O'Brien has a history of, you know, getting good production out of his tight ends. And I know when people say that, they immediately go back and think of, you know, obviously the Gronk and Hernandez years. Um, was that 20, uh, 2011? Yeah. Or whatever. Boston Tea Party. Right. The, the Boston Tea Party. Uh, but I think even in his Houston years, and, and it kind of gets overshadowed because they didn't have like a high end tight end over there. But you, you thought of the production he got out of, um, you know, Jordan Akins down there. It was like, you know, he was. He wasn't a feature of the offense, but like he turned him into something that I don't think he otherwise would have been. So I think obviously with the way that, you know, that Bill O'Brien likes to use his tight ends, I think Hunter Henry's obviously in line for a big role. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do at that position altogether. So could you need another tight end with John New, you know, being traded to Atlanta, unfortunately for me. I, I really like John New, even though the on field production wasn't there. It's, you know, one of those plays you have a soft spot for. So like you're always like, damn, man, I kind of wish it worked out. Um, but they need, obviously, need a it's tight business. end. business. Right. You need a tight end there. So it's inter- I'm interested to see what they do with that and what kind of offense they decide to run out um, run out there. So, Yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's the way I look at it, too, where I'm like, look, they're going to add someone. Um, I know everyone's looking at the names like, oh, you know, we can go get Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer. Uh, there's a kid from USC that I'm blanking on. One name I'm looking at is, honestly, there's uh, Latu out of Alabama. or even Cameron Latu. Yeah, Cameron yeah. Latu, and then uh, who I get mixed with Toa Toa because I know Toa Toa is a linebacker. Yeah, okay, I do the same, I do the same on, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the same thing too. It's like, hey, a guy that we'd like in New England, a guy that could do well, but yeah. Luke Schoonmaker, because that's the thing too where everyone's like, oh, why are you looking at these names? Guys, I will say this religiously, and I've said this religiously. Re- religiously. You can have a great first day of the draft. You win the draft on day two and three. Because if you obviously if you don't hit on a first round pick, it is what it is. But if you can hit on your day two picks, your day three picks, like the Patriots have done arguably the last four drafts now, you'll look good. And I only say 2019 because, look, you got production out of Damian Harris. 2020, obviously, there's three great picks that were all day two and day three picks. And same thing with 21 and then 22. You have guys that can come yeah. in, be solid con- contributors, and that's what you get. So if they g- get a tight end in the draft, which I expect them to do, great. 
The other thing I expect them to do, and a lot of people are probably going to flack them for this, and they flacked them for this last year. I expect a quarterback to be taken at some point in the draft, or that, or you're because I'd rather see that than a guy get brought in on like a veteran minimum. I don't really like. I'd like it, but I wouldn't like it at the same time too, because I think Axel's days is over. Yeah, but he was actually uh, he was actually cut a few hours ago. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw it. So he's I did. he's he's done here. Uh, I think he probably ends up somewhere somewhere random, but. I guess the popular choice right now is everyone's like, oh, he's going to go to the Raiders. So we'll see if he actually does that. Um, as far as bringing in another rookie tight end, I, I don't, I don't really know because like, I there aren't many teams in the league that have a quarterback room who that doesn't have a, a veteran, right? You, you think about um, the teams that do it. I, th- I think Baltimore is the only one that really comes to mind, right? They had you know uh, Lamar and Tyler Huntley and Trace McSorley, and that was like kind of their their tight end situation. But for the most part, most quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterbacks. You were saying tight end, that's all. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so that was their quarterback. <laughs> it's been a long week, folks. Um, oh, my God, right? Um, yeah. Most teams don't have a quarterback room without a veteran. So I, for that reason, I can see the Patriots bringing in a veteran quarterback there. You have, uh, you know, Mac Jones, who's, I think, 24, and Bailey Zappi's 23. I don't know that adding another 22-year-old with, to that room does something. Yeah. Um so I, I, I'm curious, but if they did take a quarterback in the draft, I would uh, wholeheartedly want to see Dorian Thompson-Robinson, um, quarterback out of UCLA. Uh, that would be, personally, that's Same. who I want to see DTR. here. Absolutely, absolutely. That's who I want to see. Um, but I do think they are, they're going to go ahead and go the veteran route there. I, 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 like, I'm only saying the veteran route just because I feel like, hey, if you can bring in someone younger, kind of like, you know, it's a good for scout team purposes, kind of like, Look at what San Francisco did last year with bringing in Brock Purdy. Now, I'm not saying, look, the Patriots are going to draft someone Mr. Irrelevant. I don't even know if they have that. I don't, even, I don't think they're the last pick of the draft this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying, like, you know, hey, that's going to happen. Like, last year, San Francisco didn't do that. Because I know last year, when I, I think I've said this to you, and I've said this to other Pats guys, when Bailey Zappi was drafted, a lot of people were laughing, being like, oh, Max in trouble. And, like, the Boston media ran with it. I said, Jared Sidham days are done. Now Jared Sidham got $5 million from the Denver Broncos, which, good for Stiddy. But at the same time, too, I think with, like, quarterback, look, if they do either or, it is what it is. I'm just saying I think I prefer a rookie over a vet just because, like, if you have a vet in there, it's good. But at the same time, too, I feel like a rookie can kind of, like, you know, help when it comes to, like, scout team purposes. Like, especially yeah. against against those run-heavy quarterbacks, which I feel like they're not feel like I'm looking at the Patriots schedule. They have quite a few of those this year on the schedule. So it's just something of note. Um, the other thing I want to get into as well, and we were talking about this off air is the James Robinson deal. And I've seen people kind of yep. like, that's, that's the thing too. And I, and I famously go back to the Cam Newton contract when it was that one year, $15 million deal. And I was like, okay, I remember waiting to record because I wanted to wait and see what, what the, the real detail, numbers were, Absolutely. what the numbers were. That's what you do with these contracts. You wait to see what the numbers are. Cause I don't know. Everyone's saying like, Oh, the Patriots got um, James Robinson and Jamal Williams money, which isn't the truth. Jamal Williams got 8 million guaranteed. James Robinson, 1.25 guarantee. So it's basically just kind of saying, hey, Jamal, come in, work your ass off, and maybe you're not a cut, or maybe you make the 53 and you're RB2. Because between you and I, I think Robinson has better potential than Harris. And also, because we always said this, that Harris was just seemed like he was on his way out. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't signed anywhere yet. I want him to go somewhere um, where he can, cut, you know, just kind of um, – play in a spotlight. So I want him to go to Dallas. That's like my personal wish. Cause they're on mm. prime time, like 8 million times a week, uh, 8, 8 million times a season. So that'd be fun to watch. Cause I want to keep tabs on, um, on Damian Harris. But as far as James Robinson goes, I, I know that, uh, 
there's some people who are just like, well, what about the young tight, uh, the young running backs? I almost said tight end again. That's hilarious. Um, what about the young running backs? You just drafted two of them. Why would you do this fire bill? Um, I think what's important to remember is that you got to look at these, these players in like rushing arch, ar- archetypes, right? So you have Ramondre Stevenson, who's like, you do it all back. He's going to run it. He's going to, you know, he can, he can pass protect a bit. He's going to catch the football. You can rely on him. You can hand him the ball 20, 22 times a game and, and feel pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Pierre Strong is not that guy. You're not going to give him the ball 22 times and be like, all right, run between the tackles, get out there, man. Um, Cause that's just not the kind of player he is. He's, you know, kind of a change of pace back nine carries, six catches a game and you're, you're doing all right. So he's not he's not the guy if Ramondre Stevenson goes down. Kevin Harris, guys, correct. Um, You have Kevin Harris, who is a power back. He just I hasn't shown it in the NFL. I know that you know in 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 college he was the workhorse. Um, In the NFL, he hasn't shown that ability. Right? He hasn't like he doesn't make people miss, um, and his power isn't special in the NFL like it was in college. Because, you know, everyone's strong in the NFL. So it's like he doesn't have that same power. So I'm still kind of in wait-and-see mode. Could he be that guy? I guess maybe um, just based on his, you know, college tape. But in the NFL, he hasn't shown that. So I think that's a big gamble if you're like he's going to be the guy. Other backs on the roster, you have J.J. Taylor, who's been here for 40 years and, I don't know, gets like two carries a year. If he's that. got PS <laughs> locked up. He's PS locked up. <laughs> right. I don't – I don't – I'm not I'm not a J.J. Taylor guy. So I, I don't see it with him. He's also super small. So – He's not the kind of guy you want to give the ball to 20 times a game either. That leaves you now with Ty Montgomery, who may or may not be a wide receiver. He's a receiving back, a pure receiving back in that sense. Think James White. He Again, not someone you're going to give the ball 20 times to. So who is that back that you go to if Ramondre Stevenson goes down? Enter James Robinson. I think it's a fine deal. Um, you know, the two years, $8 million, had people up in arms like, oh, my God, $4 million a year. Blah, blah, blah. It's a, you know, the base value of the deal is four and a half. Um, the guarantee is one, one and a quarter. It's a fine deal. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of performance based. It's basically him saying, it's basically Bill looking at him and saying, hey, this is what we want from you. Go out here and do it. And we were talking about this off air. They're not done. They had a lot of visits today. Taylor Rapp, Mike Kosecki, Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, Trey Flowers, which if he comes back, I don't make the rules up. He's going to ball because most guys love when they put major <laughs> colors on. They look good. Um, and then BC Johnson as well, which I know – was it you or someone else harking for KJ Osborne? Was, Me, I love KJ Osborne. You. I that is it was my you. guy. Oh my goodness! I um, <laughs> I was very disappointed when I realized he wasn't a free agent this year, right? Because he was drafted in 2020, so he has one more year on his contract, uh, and that's really upsetting to me personally. He <laughs> is a baller, and he kind of gets lost over there in uh, Minnesota because, like, you know, obviously playing behind Justin Jefferson, and for whatever reason, people still liked Adam Thielen more than him, which is you know crazy to me, but. Uh, you know, every time you watch a Viking game, you're like, 17's kind of out there making plays. That guy kind of has it. So I really like KJ Osborne. Um, BC Johnson was would have been an interesting name like two years ago. Um, but then he tore his ACL and then then tore the other ACL. And I was like, damn, brother, like, what, what, what happened here? Um, as far as people being upset that he's, like, brought in, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to waste my time getting upset with those kind of signings or those kind of visits, interests, or whatever – or what have you there, um, mainly because I don't think they really matter, right? You look at the Patriots, you know, receiving depth chart, and you have, like, the you know, it's Juju, it's it's Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, uh, and Tyquan Thornton. Those are your top four. And then from there, the names get 
less and less realistic sounding, right? You're like, all right, cool. Lynn Bowden. Oh, I, I kind of remember Lynn Bowden. Trey Nixon. Okay, Trey Nixon. Raleigh Webb. And you're like, well, who the hell is that? Like, what, what, what is that? What's going on here? So the names get really weird really quickly. I think yeah. the Patriots will be connected to a lot of receivers this year um, that are the kind of guys that people will be upset about. Like, oh, why are you bringing him in? He's not a wide receiver one. Oh, he sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I think they really do need to just restock the cover. They let Wilkerson go last year. Um, who else was on that uh, that preseason roster? You had Josh Hammond, who's in the XFL now, and he's balling. Um, so it's not like, you know, they have like a ton of options right there and you can feel comfortable going into camp. You know, you're going to need like nine or 10 guys for camp. They're going to bring in some guys who don't fit or who don't move the needle, and it's not going to matter at all. So that's kind of where I fit with uh, BC Johnson. Or play lacrosse as well. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give you a tweet. I want you to uh, ask uh, – I want to give you a tweet. I want you to tell me who who wrote this. Okay. Um, of course not. We're getting on him for allowing some nobody that wears eighteen in Minnesota to roast him. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, the Jonathan Jones deal. Uh, apparently, a lot of people were like upset that you know he's you know he's um yeah, bring he's back, a, back and yeah. he's not oh he's not your cornerback one he's not a number one he's not a number one I'm so tired of hearing number one by the way I'm. Yeah. Beyond sick of it. Oh, he's not a number one. Um, How many CB1s really exist in the NFL right now? It's like three. It's like three dudes. Like, come on. Anyway, yeah. uh, there was a tweet that I, I had uh, quote tweeted where, you know, someone made a really good point. It's like, are we really getting upset um, at are – we, are people really getting on Jonathan Jones for allowing Stefan Diggs to do what he did to him? And I'm like, no, we're actually getting on him for, you know, allowing number 18 to do what he did. Because that was when I remember a lot of people shifted. I remember the timeline that night was gross. A lot of people had a lot of things to say, and I'm like – that's Justin Jefferson, man. Like he's gonna do that to everyone. Like, what are we? What are we even talking about? If 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 your corner is not allowed to get beat by Justin Jefferson, then there is no number one corner in the in the league. Like, period. You know what I mean? So that that was that was upsetting to me. Uh, so you know, you kind of take a little jab there. Uh, I, I like the Jonathan Jones signing. I by all means bring him on back. Yeah, and then also to the eighteen thing. Like, it's one of those players where when he does his thing, you can't get mad at it. You just look at the TV and you're like, well, shit. Yep. We expected this to happen. And, it, like, and, and you know it's coming. And you yeah. know, you know it's like he's going to do what he does because that's what he does. And he does it to everyone. You know what that I mean? Was, like, that was a Vikings game. That literally was yep. a Vikings game. Yep. It was just when, like, the, the obviously the Hunter Henry call and, like, watching TJ Hawkinson go all out and then, like, stuff like that. That's when you look at it and you're like, okay, you can get mad. Not dissing yep. the players or discrediting them. I'm just saying, look, the stars are going to do what they do. It's like yep. when you see Patrick Mall, like, the game this year where the Patriots play the Chiefs, not in Germany. But when the, when they play and Patrick Mahomes does something stupid, you're gonna go. You can't be like, oh for fuck's sake! So you have to be look at that. and You're like, I, I can't be mad. Kinda, at that. Yep, kind of just happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I think what it is is also I think people just need to be more okay with a, with acknowledging the weaknesses of their own team, right? Like, yes. I understand you're a Patriots fan, um, but if Josh Allen you know rolls out of the pocket, breaks two tackles, and then throws a touchdown across his body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what do you what do you do about that? And when you know you're on your your third cornerback and you have Jack Jones out there trying to cover Stephon Diggs one on one, you can't then be mad at Jack Jones for getting beat by Stephon Diggs one. I mean, again, that's going to happen. He's a better player than Jack Jones. It's okay to admit that. I know that it's we've just we're at this point where like everyone just expects all of the Patriots players to just be better than everyone else. So when they're not, they're like, oh, this this team sucks. Fire Bill, and I'm like. Or the players are just better. Like, what do you like? What do you actually want? 
you also had a great tweet the other day, basically, that says, oh, maybe my GM's not just a senile old fuck, which I completely yeah. agree with, where yeah. I'm like, guys, like, that's the thing, like, there's Patriot fans out there that, like, I think uh, haven't swallowed the tough pill yet of, hey, your team's not what they once were. You, but are, you are in the middle of a bad team. Your, your, your team is bad. Yeah, it's we're in the middle of... I'm not going to say we're no, we're not like bottom ten, like bottom five. No, but no, but you're in that you're in that hellish purgatory right now. We're look mm-hmm. next year, we're not. It's like if, if you see people that are like, oh, you're going to be Caleb Williams. No, 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 no. We're not the Tennessee Titans. Right. Um, <laughs> but we're in that territory where look, we're not going to be in Las Vegas come next February. But we're not going to be probably picking in the top five either. So right. it's one of those things where the Patriots look. There's another year of mediocrity. I don't think that's the thing too. When everyone's like saying. Oh, Robert's got a fire bill, and even the whole oh, they're raising season ticket prices for this crap. Which for everyone bitching about that, um, they have a brand new two hundred million dollar investment they're making into the stadium. They got to yeah. pay for that somehow. Um, so with this team, like when even t- people tell me like I've been told like okay, expect your team to be horrible. I'm like okay, but the way I always look at it still is 2020 was horrible enough. That team was not seven and nine. Yeah, that team was bad. I'll that say was that. A, that was a five-win team. I don't know how they squeezed two more out of that. That was a I bad s- team. I still say four. The See, I, wins, I, that's fair, too. That's fair, too. The Monday night game against the Jets, they should have never yep. won that game. Yep. The Cardinals game, that was the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 that, yep. That was them not – I remember Kenyon Drake not being able to punch it in, and then Isaiah Simmons doing a stupid penalty. As soon as yep. he did that penalty, I was like – When he hit Cam on the sideline there, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's going to do it. I'm like, that's game. And then yep. the other game was the – and I hate people that blame the weather for this one. They're like, oh, you only beat Baltimore because it's raining. I'm like, um, excuse me, it was a fucking monsoon. We can't control that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a Kyle Duggar breakout game for me. I was like, yeah, this guy's special. Um, yeah, so I, I, I completely agree. That that, that was a bad team. Um, I think the Patriots this year, they're probably going to be – Chargers 45 nothing. Oh, they absolutely smoked them too. That was great. That was a fun time. I uh, <laughs> That game was exciting because, I mean – they were absolutely balling. You know, Damian Harris had a big game, and Cam was doing what Cam does. And then they got smoked a week later, so that was tough. But, you know, I was excited for a week. That was that was a good time. Yeah. I think this year, though, they're going to be more or less, you know, where they were this year, where they're kind of competing the entire time for a wild card spot. Wild card, wild card spot, damn. Um, and we'll just kind of hope that, you know, it gets better from there. Uh, but that really doesn't bother me that much, right? I, um, I, I think once you watch – what's going on around the rest of the league, you kind of just like kind of shrug your shoulders or something. So you're like, all right, like it's kind of, kind of where they're at right now. Right. There's no like, you know, special pill. There's no, you know, magic fix all the Patriots can trade for a wide receiver one right now. And I don't know that that's going to change your season, you know, season win totals from seven and nine to now, Oh, they're going 13 and you know, 13 and four. They're going to the super like, that's not going to happen. They need to be a better team altogether. There's some building that needs to be done, and that's kind of just okay to admit. Uh, but I'll still talk my shit and have my fun, though. Exactly, exactly. We're still going to have our. Actually, I'm calling this podcast uh, "Talk My Shit and ha- Talk My Shit and Have Fun." That's the official title. Um, <laughs> the way I look at this team is: look, it's going to be the same team as last year. I'm not going in being like, you know what? Hey, we're making the playoffs. I'm also not going in, and this is. They can listen to this all the way one, get mad all they want. I'm not going in like a Jets fan thinking that, hey, we're going to run the world and go win the AFC. They're going to snap our fingers. But at the same time, too, if the Patriots can go in this year, steal a game or two, mm-hmm. and make 8 and 9, 10 and 7, or even if they're between if they're between an 8-win team and a 10-win team again, I still think best case, everything goes right, it's 11 and 6. That's just yeah. going, though. That's like, you know, hey, you steal a couple of games, don't have any injury issues throughout the year, and you're Gucci. 
That's, yeah. that's just how I view it. But that's for the most part, that's how that is there. But meanwhile, because that's how last year was. That's, that's last year. So like next year in the draft, if they're again picking in the top, say if they're just picking the top 17 again in the draft next year, um, I mean, if they avoid tight end this year, there's a there's a kid next year that they could go grab a tight end who I think is great. But Brock I, Bowers? Yes, Brock yeah, Bowers. He's special. But before I talk about that, there's one player right now in the draft that's falling that I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but at the same time, uh, to um, the way that Jalen Carter's just kind of fallen off, where yeah. I wasn't even concerned about his yeah. off, like for as much as his off field stuff is. Yeah. Mike Renner basically posted it that like when you have, and obviously, look, this looks bad, but as an uh, average guy who's criticizing a guy who's going to be an NFL player, but. When you show up, like, it's not only the fact that he looked out of shape at his workout, but it was he just looked slow at his workout. Yep. I just hope that yeah. Jalen Carter finds the right stuff, which I also saw, too, no jail time, it's just probation and community service. Yep. I just hope he can find his footing. And I have a question for you. If he's there at 14, do you take it? Or do you just say, like, on to the next one? Because I'm still in the – we talked about this off air. I'm still in the offensive tackle cornerback thing. I just wanted to ask sure. you if that if that, uh, that fruit if that thing's dangling. If the keys are dangling, because I know you're a new father – Keys are dangling. I need your son, and you pick him up. Um, so I'm trying really hard to make it seem like it's a tough decision for me. It is not a tough decision. I'm running. I mean, I will tear both of my ACLs running to turn that card in. I do not care. Um, <laughs> he is a dominant player. I understand the off the field thing, um, but I don't. I. It's going to sound weird, but I don't really think it's that big a deal. Um, yeah, you were drag racing. Um, you didn't murder anyone. You. I mean were involved in a situation where someone did lose their life. So like, that's, that's tough. And then you lied about it to the police. I think though, there's a, a bit of piling on. Um, and I also don't know how much this actually affects his draft stock. Um, Cause we've seen that, you know, time and again, NFL teams don't really actually care about any of that stuff right They're Like, I mean, short of murder, they're like, uh, I'll take them. We'll see. Uh, or a gas mask and a bong. Or someone falling out of a window. Like, you know, yeah. weird things happen and teams are kind of just like, well, he can play. Um, and when you have a player like Jalen Carter, who's like obviously an absolute force, especially at a position like D-tackle where it's – I feel like dominant D-tackles, um, especially ones who can rush the passer, are a cheat code, right? Because, yeah. you know, with edge rushers, you can devote a little extra help. Um, on the interior, though, like there's only so much help you can get. There's not a back chipping. There's not a you know a tight end you know hitting you know chucking them there. It's kind of just like man, you better hope your interior line just kind of holds up. Um, and I think when you're an elite interior rusher, you kind of get a pass. And I think he's going to get a pass. I do not think he'll be there at 14. I do not think he'll far that far out of the uh, out of the top five either. I think he'll probably go around eight or nine. Um, and if he's there at 10, Philly's going to take him at 10. So true, 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 true. Um, I completely understand where you're coming from with all of that, just because, uh, just because of everything else involved. Because there's also two edge defenders who I love in this draft, but both aren't going to be there. One's Lucas Van Ness, just because he just looks like a freak. I like and Lucas Van Ness. I really other, do. And the other one too, and he's finally starting to get his roses, and I really like that. Is Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech? Really? See, that's interesting because I, I thought you were going to go Will Anderson. Um, oh, that's, so that's, that's, a, that's a given. Though. He's, okay, all right, all right. I was he, like, he, he's so going to burn in the desert, and yeah. that's that. So Lucas Van Ness is currently my um, 
my long shot. I'm like, if he's, I mean, if he oh, yeah, if he's there, close, I love him. You kind of just make it happen. Um, he had a really good combine, and his tape has always been pretty good. I know that there were some people who were concerned about like whether or not he's an he's a good enough athlete, and I think that kind of all was quieted out, quieted down at the combine. So yeah, I um, if Van Ness is there, I yeah, that's that's the pick for me. Um, I, you know what's 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 fun about that uh, 14th pick? There are so many different places you can go with it yeah um and there's so many players that i like but i still find myself fine like coming back and thinking it's going to be a corner and it's going to be devin witherspoon it has to be devin witherspoon i think he is he is going to be an elite player devin witherspoon cornerback out of illinois number 31 um if you haven't checked him out go check him out he is a very physical man corner um he's not going to be for everyone just because he you know kind of struggles he's going to be there that's my only thing Yes. Uh, and, you know, uh, a few months ago that I mean, a few months ago, they were talking about him in the second round. And then all of a sudden, just in the last few weeks, it's just like, yep, he's going to be a top 20 pick. And now it's like, oh, he's going to be top 15. Now they're like, hey, maybe the first corner taken. And I'm like, what has happened? <laughs> he was my sleeper. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the, the, the two main guys I look at that I think will be there. And one's a corner, and one's a safety. That's Joey Porter Jr. And that's yes. Brian Branch. Those are the two guys I look at where I'm like, yeah. they're potentially going to be there. And if you want to flip it to the offensive side of the football, the one that I would love, but he's not going to be there, is Peter Skaronsky. The, yeah. Um, the, yeah. The Northwestern. Will he, will he not be there? I think. still think he's in that, like, 7 to 10 range. He's going to get taken by someone. Okay. I still think okay. that. And then the other guy would, too, would be uh, Paris Johnson out of uh, Ohio I think, State. So, so that's what I'm thinking about right now. Right? So, like, yeah. I think – Three quarterbacks go early, so then, yeah. all right, cool. We have a couple edge rushes we're going to go, and, you know, that get what, six picks right there? The first half the Bears taken, at nine are probably going to take an – they should take an offensive line, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, um, Peter Skaronsky. Oh, he could be – he theoretically could be there. Um, he wouldn't be my pick uh, at that spot. I think if you if you go offensive uh, – if you go offensive pick 14, I think – Zay Flowers is still going to be my guy. You know, wide receiver out of BC. I still really love him. Yeah. Uh, Jason Smith and Jigba. Um, I don't know that he will be there. Uh, at one point, I was pretty certain. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be there at 14. Now I'm a little, you know. That might be a trade-up candidate for someone. I yeah. Think you, see and I, his, you see a wide receiver DD team trade up, you know less. Yeah. That. And it's only because, I mean, he performed really well at the Combine. But I, I think it. It helps him a lot that uh, everyone else did not. <laughs> so it like all the other because it was for a while there it was him or Jordan Addison, and then Jordan Addison went out there and had a had a poor combine with his um, agility testing uh, and his straight line speed wasn't great either. Uh, and so he had himself a bad day, and it's like okay, well, you know, if you want, he's going to be the guy. Uh, Quentin Johnston completely fell off the radar. I think he's still a first round pick. Um, but for a while there, I thought he was another one who's going to go in the top 16, like absolutely guaranteed. Uh, and now it's feeling real 22 ish, you know, like eh, not so much for him. So, um, I don't, I really don't know what they're going to do with the pick. I, I think we're still a little too far out, uh, even though we're six weeks away. Um, I think we're just a little, just a little a smidge, uh, too far out. Um, just because I think there's going to be a lot of change, right? So I can say, all right, yeah, they're going to take a, a, a wide receiver. They're going to take a wide receiver. They're going to take a wide receiver. And then we can go to bed and wake up and be like, oh, Cortland Sutton's a Patriot. And all of a sudden, 
you no longer, you know, wide receiver's not even, a, you know, an option. Same kind of thing with, you know, cornerback. Uh, and say, oh, they need a cornerback, they need a cornerback, and then, you know, wake up and, oh, they brought in two new cornerbacks uh, from, from you know, Sean Murphy, Bunting, and someone else, and all of a sudden, cornerback's no longer on the radar. So I think we're still at least three weeks away from knowing for sure, like, yeah. what direction you're heading in with that pick. I just feel like offensive tackle is the one that they're they're not going to bring anyone big because all the big dogs have fallen. Obviously, Orlando Browns and Cincinnati now. Juwan Taylor's in Kansas City. Yep. So you have uh, that's like besides that, that's like, oh, and Mike McGlinchey's in uh, Denver. So you yep. have like those three guys who were like, look, those are Patriot targets, but those are all guys that are gone. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I want to get off the Patriots for a second because I want to talk the draft. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I have a take for you. Sure. And it's about a quarterback. Yeah. Let's hear it. I think if Anthony Richardson doesn't go to a team that can scheme him properly, he's going to be a guy that his NFL career goes wonky very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is um, – that on, is darling. so good. He is a, a player that will need that structure around him. Otherwise, he will bust. Um, and everyone's going to be like, see, he was terrible the whole time. And it's going to just be like, eh, no, he just needs a little bit of development. Um but I understand why you would take him early. <laughs> I do because that talent is is for real. I know that he had a huge combine, and so you know he got on a lot of people's radar. But his tape was really it wasn't great. Um, but it it wasn't really that bad either. You can see why people liked him. I think though, if someone takes him in the top three, uh, which for whatever reason is a is a buzz, I think that team is going to have a lot going to have to have a lot of confidence in the structure they have in place and the players they brought in because otherwise. You are just asking to bring him in, have him, you know, play a LaBelle for two and a half years before you re- replace him. I, I completely agree. And then the other one is, who is your QB1 right now as it stands? I have Bryce Young, but I'm a Bama fan, so I'm a little biased. Uh, I think, though, the quarterback who goes first is C.J. Stroud. 100, I 100% agree with that. I think C.J. Stroud, I think Bryce Young, it's... If Bryce Young was like six foot one or six foot two, I think... Oh, yeah. You know, slam dunk. Easily. Slam dunk. I, I mean, at this point, I'd even take six foot, but 5'10"? Five ten is small. That's a little small. Um, I have a hot take though. I do have a hot take with regards to the quarterbacks. I think uh, Will Levis bust out right. Hundred percent. He's going to bust out right, and it's going to be one of those like everyone knew it was coming. Yeah. But we all just going to ignore it because well, Josh Allen did, and I'm like, well, Josh Allen for for a couple of years there was not looking so hot himself. So Josh Rosen, I, Zach Wilson territory is where I have him. Yeah, I think he just bust out right. I I don't. I just don't like what I see from him. I'm sorry. I have another hot take, too, with a quarterback that's probably going to go day, day two or day three. Okay. I think in two to three years, I think Hendon Hooker can be a solid oh, starting knew, NFL quarterback. I knew, I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take because I completely agree, and I, I know a lot of people who agree, too. I think um, that ACL injury is really, really doing him a disservice. I think he is uh, two years from now. Holy cow, just watch out. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. There's one team out there, too, that I would love to see him on. Who? Tennessee. New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I um you can have Derek Carr be the starter for a few years. You can like yeah, he doesn't have to start yeah. immediately. Absolutely. And then when Derek Carr is kind of getting pushed out, you can just insert him like you can just insert To that him. end, I think uh Vegas, the Raiders, I think that'd be a fun that'd be a fun fit as well. You have Jimmy for three years and you go from there. I really like the Jimmy Garoppolo signing. I think the money's I think it's good. A good. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know what's funny about the I and I know I know I am on an island with this one. Uh everyone spent the entirety of uh of Monday just kind of, you know, 
asking the question of if Carr is better. I mean, if uh, Jimmy is an upgrade over Carr. And I personally found that so disrespectful because I'll, I'll be upfront. I do not like Derek Carr. I've never liked Derek Carr. I don't respect I'm him on as an a player. With you. I just don't think he's very good. I think he is the player that people think Kirk Cousins is, right? When they're like, oh, this guy's just kind of coasting around. That's who I think, I honestly, honest to God, I'm just like, man, Kirk Cousins gets way more shit than than he should and Derek Carr doesn't get enough of it um so I've never been a big Derek Carr fan and I'm not a huge Jimmy fan either I'm like Jimmy's just fine I think Jimmy is better than Derek I'm sorry and and I know I'm alone on that because people keep asking well is he is he an upgrade oh he might not be an upgrade I'm like y'all are tripping he is an upgrade he is Jimmy 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 Garoppolo is an upgrade I don't know that's the thing I think this year the AFC West has the potential to be what we thought it was going to be last year where all four teams are decently competitive yeah I know the Broncos were bad last year but I'm not writing off Sean Payton led team that's just not they're going to run the ball a lot they are going to run the ball a lot and I think it's going to work for them I I think I think so too that's that's the thing it's like their offensive line with Dalton Reisner Mike McGlinchey uh who else is on that offensive line Garrett Bowles is still there for now yeah I he broke his leg last year, I think, but he's there. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, Lloyd a... Cushenberry's there as well, isn't he? Exactly. You got yeah. a lot of guys over there. I think Dalton Reisner might be a free agent right now, and I know they just lost Graham Glasgow as well. He went back to Detroit. Yeah. Which that's a top three offensive line in the league in the Detroit Lions. I think they're number one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I. I mean, I think it's them or Philly. Um, I give them the nod because they're significantly younger than Philly, and I think that. That matters. Um, also, Philly's depth took a little bit of a hit um, with some of the moves this year. Um, so, but I do, yeah. They're the Lions. The Lions can be a little frisky. I uh, I don't love their quarterback situation. Obviously, Jared, Jared Goff is kind of who he is, but I like their team. That's an Anthony Richardson situation. I wouldn't mind seeing. Ooh, that could be fun. But where do they pick? They pick way they too late. They have the Rams pick. Oh shoot! They do, and that's six. Yeah, I think it goes Chicago. Oh well, Carolina. Excuse me, Houston, Arizona, Arizona Indy. Yep. I want to say Seattle at five. Which yep, I think that's potential. Okay, that's I, potential Tyree Wilson. That's that's hmm. Yeah, because they do need to beef up the edges there, and um, they don't have a single edge rusher that kind of matters over in Seattle. So that could be uh, that could be a good one. Their defense was kind of cooked last year. They just got carried by their offense because they got into a lot of shootouts last year. Yeah, I like their secondary, but um, their front seven is not very good. Uh, and they lost Cody Barton, who I know a lot of people didn't like uh, in Seattle, but I, I kind of liked him. Uh, he yeah. went over to Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, I that's fun. Um, I think that Anthony Richardson in Detroit would – it'd be one of those moves that, like, just – Get everyone talking, and everyone's all of a sudden like, "Oh, Detroit's going to be a wild card team," and uh, that is one of the teams that I actually kind of believe it. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, no," nah, because they've made a lot of really smart moves over the last two years. Um, I like and Cam I'd like Sutton, to see Sutton it again. pick up though. Yes, Cam Sutton was a really good signing for them, uh, and they brought back Glam, uh, Graham Glasgow. So you know, obviously their line improved there. Uh, they added David Montgomery. I would have preferred they kept Jamal Williams because I just think he's a more fun player. But first, like Gazgaze. In Village of the Dean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's down now in New Orleans, so that's fun too. Um, but I wanted him to stay in Detroit. So I kind of like what they got going. I think um, you get, um, you know, Jamo will be back. Obviously, he only had, what, three catches, four catches uh, as a rookie. He so had a Minnesota game where he looked really, really good. Yeah, so, you know, you got to get him in, you know, back and more integrated. I really think they, um, they just need a really strong tight end, and I think that offense is going to be cooking. I think they're a potential Michael Mayer candidate at six as well. 
that's really early for a tight end. Um, but I can see it. Uh, you know, this is the same team that took Eric Ebron, what, number eight? <laughs> and that was an error, but. And Hawkinson, too, was at and then like eight or nine was as at, well. was also at eight, yeah. Or if they want to wait till their pick, you can go and get Dalton Kincaid, or you can get a guy who I think was going to be, a, who I would have loved at 46, but he won't be there. That's Darnell Washington. I think he goes yeah. mid to late first He's, round. He's, um, re- re- ah, ooh. I think late first round, early second might be the one. I like Darnell Washington. Uh, a player that I'm kind of getting a little higher on is Sam Laporta, uh, mm. um, the tight end out of uh, Iowa. Um, I kind of, I kind of, he's kind of tight end he factory. Kinda has, he kind of has like some good tape. Um, and also, speaking of tight end factory, they just um, they got Eric all over in the uh, over in December. The tight end out of Michigan, he transferred there. So I think they're going to have another one next year because I believe he's draft eligible next year. So I think they'll have another one. But Sam Laporte is a, a player that I have my eye on right now as well. Yeah, that's the thing. This year's draft, like it's there's like you know how it's always oh it's a quarterback draft or oh it's mm-hmm. a this draft. It's like last year was more of a defensive draft. We all knew that. But this year, it's just like there's everything you have your pick of the litter of. Yep. There's talent at every single position. Absolutely. Um, the one that still intrigues me, and I know I'm a big Mo Ibrahim fan. I wouldn't be mad to see in our uniform Jameer Gibbs. I think he'll be there probably day two or day th- probably day three. Probably day yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. That's um that's a popular one. Um, yeah. It's popular for a reason. I think it's a good one. Obviously, uh, again, bias because of Bama, but I think he's obviously a, a home run kind of hitter. So, yeah. I also think that Bijan's probably going to be the only running back pick of day one potentially if there is one. Bijan is a special back. I think whoever yeah. uh, whoever lands him is just going to be cooking and going to be like, all right, great. Oh God's not Buffalo. No, no, no! Don't say that. Why would you say that? Why would you even put that into the? Why would you do that? Yeah, take it back. I take it back. Universe. Yeah, take it back. Take it. Take bring it, it on. Bring it on in. No, it's going to be a team in the <laughs> NFC that we already played. So God, you know, send him to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, send him to Arizona. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, or you know what? Send him to, to Detroit. You know, Detroit at nineteen. That'd be yeah. fun. Could um, we just play them? That could be where Mike Mayer goes as well if he's still there, or if they want to mm-hmm. get uh, Kincaid. That's Kincaid, the pick yeah. to go to at nineteen. But I think Mayer, someone's going to take him between like one and twelve. I think he goes. So like someone's just going to see it and be like, "Shiny toy, I want yeah. that." Bring um, him to kinda, me. Yeah, yeah, kind of like what the Najee Harris pick was in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's a, that was a mistake. Yeah, the one I, thing I'll say about the David Montgomery signing, I don't, I didn't like it not because of the player and the team and the scheme fit, but for the fantasy football value of it. I know. Yeah. That's a thing that not a lot of people are crazy about, but it's something that like I've started to think more about the more I've had fantasy football people come on here. When you look at a draft pick and when you look at free agency, it's like, hey, for fantasy football fits, it kills DeAndre Swift's value when it comes to fantasy. Yep. And David Montgomery might be someone. Because like last year, I was like crazy on David Montgomery last year because I thought, you know what? Yeah. Hey, the Bears, they had no wide receivers. They're going to run the ball. Now the Bears will see what they bunch, do yeah. with DJ Moore and Maple Mamba. But we'll uh, – We'll wait and see what happens there, but all in all, this year's draft it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good draft. Like that's the thing we got Absolutely. six weeks out to talk about it. Yep, there's like you said too. I think by April fifth or sixth, so that's three weeks from now. So about yep. halfway between now and the draft, we'll have a I think we'll have a clearer picture of hey, yep. where does New England stand and what do they want to do? Um, the other thing I was gonna ask you before about our division as a whole. Look, Miami is Miami. New York. We'll see what if the when whenever that trade happens. I'm going to say this right now. It's still Buffalo's division. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but I'll agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it simply because, uh, you know, 
Buffalo yeah. fans. Um, but I completely agree. Um, I'm gonna I'll give you one more. I think regardless of whether or not Aaron Rodgers is traded here, and I know it's a foregone conclusion at this point, but you know, things can get a little weird in the NFL. Um, I think whether or not he's traded here, New York finishes third or fourth in the division. And I'm going to stand on that. I think Miami is a better team than they are. They even if Miami stays healthy and Tua stays healthy, which Man. I know is a division rival, but I just Man. hope that the person is healthy as yeah. a whole. That is a hundred percent accurate. That Miami defense is they got some hawks back there. Yeah, I some, love their safeties. You know, Javon Holland and uh, Canada. <laughs> is that where he's from? He's he is a Western Canadian boy. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I yeah, like their. I like the, their back end a lot. So I um and obviously you had Jalen Ramsey to that group. I don't know that Xavier Howard is is like that anymore, but they have Cater Kohu who played in the slot for them last year, uh, number twenty eight, I think it was. Yeah. He can play. So I'm like, okay, like I kind of I kind of like the team that Miami built. I also I know that Miami's in our division, but they're like the only team in our division that I have like absolutely no animosity towards. I'm just like, same, whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's Miami, like. Y'all have fun. I can, you know, compliment their team just fine. Personally, I can't stand the Jets, so, like, you know, fuck them. Um, I have a mental hurdle for the Jets. Jets fans aren't going to want to hear this. I won't buy into them until we're on a side of it, if we do it, if they do a certain thing that they haven't done to us in eight years. Yeah. Until like, they do uh, that, I, I ain't buying. a football game, man. Like, <laughs> like just do it. You're so, they're going out there to get Aaron Rodgers because of a game they played against us. Yeah. Zach Wilson had simply said uh, – I screwed up. I had a bad day. Instead yeah. of him going, oh no, 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 none of it was on me. I didn't, I didn't you know, let anyone down. I'm like, oh come on, man. If he had a yeah. sense of accountability, they would not be in mm-hmm. this position right now. And the other one too, I'll say about the Jets, and I know Jet and, and Jets fans are getting on this for me. Brees Hall is not going to have a good 2023 coming off of the torn ACL. All yeah. guys coming off a of torn ACL, yeah. you got to give him another year, 2024 yep. for him. And also too, this is why I like the Samaj P Ryan signing. I don't think we're going to get the full Javante Williams back. I completely agree either. with that too. I completely agree with that. I think we've gotten to a point where injuries, um, the technology for you know for medicine at this point is so good that we all we treat all injuries like oh it's you know just like kind of like Madden like oh he got hurt. Um, or what happened? Out. Yeah. Oh, or or and Adrian Peterson was really the one who who turned it when uh, you know, in that 2012 season. But um, we've gone to the point where you know guys get hurt. Everyone's like, oh, he'll be out. You know, the rest of the year he'll be back the exact same. And we see that that's really not the case. We saw with uh, Saquon, he came back and everyone's like, see, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks. And then he got his legs under him after you know two years post injury, and all of a sudden he no longer sucks and he's a franchise tag player. Um, I completely agree with you. I think Brees Hall, uh, especially because a player like that where speed is his game, it's, yeah. you know, it's a knee injury. It's a lower body injury. It's kind of wait and see kind of mode. Um, that's, yeah. that's why I'm big on uh, James Robinson for this year for us. Yeah. To the team I was, I was, I was thinking that as well. No, he's, he's healthy. The Achilles is there. Now I'm not saying James Robinson's going to be the guy. Here's the thing though, from a fantasy perspective, I think he can, might steal some red zone touches from Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. But at the same time too, I always say this, who doesn't love seeing David Andrews yell out Mondre? That's the one thing. Because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, before the season starts, I'm getting the jersey. I'm getting the red Mondre. I've already said it. I'm getting I love it. it. I love it. And you know what? That's and when we circle back to our Patriots at the end of the day, when people say, "Hey, oh, your team might be bad this year," or "Hey, it's not going to be what it once was," you're in your stripes in these times. 
Think about it. I also started a podcast, like literally, this podcast started right before Tom Brady's final game as a Patriot, so every time I've had the chance to talk about the team, it's been bad, but you know what? It's almost better because you can kind of like try to be like, hey, like, okay, we have this, 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 and you can also look at it from a realistic standpoint. It's not like right now, we're the Kansas City Chiefs, so that's that, and also to with the AFC this year, there, I said this on my show Tuesday, there are only three teams right now that I don't think will be competitive this year in the AFC as a whole. Ooh, who do you have? Tennessee. Houston. Okay. And what's Indy. So the <laughs> the entirety of the South Division. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I uh, I think Tennessee is like low-key really, really bad. Um, and when I say low-key, I mean that people just aren't talking about it enough. Um, that roster is atrocious. Uh, they've done nothing to inspire any confidence. They have Traylon Burks at wide receiver and literally nothing else. Uh, they don't have any tight ends worth mentioning. They don't have a quarterback at this point. They're considering trading their running back. Their defense is okay, I guess. Um, Caleb, Caleb Parley's cool. Christian Fulton's even better. Um, but their front seven isn't what isn't something that you would write home about. I, I don't think that team is very good. I think Houston is very bad as well. Um, Can I have a take obviously. on that? So, so you know how we're talking glowingly about Detroit right now? Yeah. I think that can be Houston in two to three years from now. In two to three years? Sure. Sure, yeah. absolutely. I I have this 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 thought I've been sitting on for a little bit, and I'm still sitting on it, but I'll say it now just because I'm still working through whether or not it's true or not. Um, teams that pick in the top 10 don't generally get out of the top 10 the following year, right? Yeah. So I, I think if your team is picking in the top 10 um, and they're – picked in the top 10 last year um you may see some slight improvement but until you get out of that until you can get yourself out of the top 10 altogether you're going to be stuck there for a bit uh because bad teams kind of just stay bad uh and that's the biggest reason i just don't believe in tanking right because you think even teams that got better uh still picked like you know uh they the Bengals. They picked, you know, they, they took Joe Burrow. Sure, That's he got hurt later, but they, shot, in my but they weren't that good prior to him going down anyway. Like, as a team, he was individually great. He was fantastic as a yeah. rookie. Uh, and then, you know, you're just watching, you're like, yeah, but, like, the team isn't. And then they picked, you know, Jamar Chase at five the next year. Um, general, just generally, it's like, all right, if you're that bad, you're going to probably be bad for two, two or three years. Um, and I think Houston, even though they've – obviously they've picked in the top five – for all these years, I think they're they're coming out of it now, um, only because it feels like they finally have some competent leadership um, with regards to their uh, head coaching, right? Because uh, they finally hired a coach who I don't feel is a sacrificial villain. lamb. Yeah, whereas with uh, with um, with Mully, right, Dave Mully, you, you know, you were like, oh yeah, he's 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 just here to because they need someone to coach for the year. Even Lovey Smith, when, too. And then when they brought in Lovey Smith, you're like, he is not a long-term guy. He's going to be here for maybe a year and a half, and then they're going to move on. Um, well, then now they have D'Amico Ryan, and that finally feels like, okay, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to blow it all up in a, in a year. So, Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the thing I look at it where I'm like, okay, there's competent leadership to where you're like, hey, I'm not saying like next year Houston's going to be good like Detroit was in Dan Campbell's second year. No, 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 no. I'm looking at like 2025 or 2026 at the earliest. I still think the next two years – I think this year Houston might win a couple of games and like sneak up on people, but I still feel like they're a four and thirteen. Yeah, that may be five and five and twelve. Best case scenario, that's where yeah. I have the Houston Texans. Um, but you're right when you like when you say that. Where I look at I look at the whole AFC South as a whole too, because I think Indy. I just until they get a quarterback and go out there and prove it, I just still think that 
Jim Irsay is going to say, go get Will Levis, just because, you know what, he has the body type. That's where I just, it's, until Jim Irsay puts his Percocets away, I just can't see them doing anything right. Like, I agree. If there's a fire sale in India, and hey, if Bill Belichick wants to go get MPJ for next to nothing, I'm all for it. Or Alec Pierce. Ooh. Um, I mean, Pierce is you know in a second year, so I don't know how likely that is. But MPJ would be fun. That would be because he's what in his third, or he's entering his final year, right? So contract yeah. year, that could be fun. That that could be fun. Watch him and Kyle Duggar go out in training camp for a month straight. <laughs> <laughs> they would put aside their differences. Yeah, uh, I, you know what I really think about Indy though. I think really, um, outside of just needing a new owner, they're all uh, which obviously cooked. isn't going to happening. I think they need a new GM. I think Chris oh, Ballard yeah. gets so much credit for not doing a damn thing, and I'm like, you know what? It is? I don't understand. For years, I think they were able to go under the excuse rug of, oh, but Andrew Locke, oh, but Andrew Locke. But now it's yeah. like, okay, Andrew Locke retired four years ago, Yep. which I know people like to say this. I don't think even with his retirement, I don't know if he makes Canton, but I think if he continues to play, he I know. I 100% know. gets in. He 100% will not get it in, will not yeah. get in on his current resume. There's just not enough. They're, like, there's... He doesn't have the all pros. He doesn't have, you know, I mean, he has a, a he has few the pros. to the playoffs by the Patriots, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's not going to get you into Canton. I mean, he got, he got Peyton Manning there, but it's not going to get you to Canton. Um, he doesn't, he just doesn't have the, the accolades. I think if he gets in, it's a sham. It's an absolute sham. We need to tear down the whole hall. And I'm a stand on that. As much as I love him as a player, right? Come on. Like, we got to have a standard at some point. Yeah, and I, I was, I've been reading up on him too. Like he's going for his masters. He's a father now. He just seems like he's one of those guys. He's like, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm content with life. I'm 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 good. I'm going yeah. for stuff that's bigger. I'm still involved. He's still involved in football. I think he coaches to a certain level at high school and stuff like that. But yeah. he's one of those guys where he's like, you know what? Hey, he got out. Of the, he got out before he did any physical damage to his body. Because let's face it, they did nothing to help him. Like pretty much. You're right. And even too with Chris Ballard, I like I was never a fan because of the whole like look the flake gate stuff, but it was in twenty eighteen when he's like, Oh, the rivalry's back on and then we torched like, them on when Josh like, come on. <laughs> but remember then Josh Gordon went out there and torched them on Thursday night yep. football. Yep, the rivalry's back on. Shut up. Win a game. Like yeah. how about that? How about win a game before saying the rivalry's shut up? He 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 irritates me. And what really irritates me about him in particular is that he has such good media connections that he is lauded for things he should not be lauded for. Um, the whole Matt Ryan thing. Yeah. The whole the whole benching and then then then, then the unbenching. And they're like, oh yeah, he's just ready to admit the mistake. How bold, how brave of him. And I'm like, he made the mistake. What are we talking about? And also too, here's the other thing. Like with them going out today and getting Gardner Minshew, I literally looked at my dad and I said, look, we learned Sam Ellinger ain't it. Like we learned that yeah. in the Patriot game. Sam Ellinger got roasted yep. by our Patriots defense for yep. 60 minutes. Yeah. That was that, that was one of the worst quarterbacking performances since you know since Josh Freeman uh oh, <laughs> the Josh Freeman game. Yeah. So I I I um yeah, he needs he needs to go. I'm sorry. That is and until he does, I, I just don't believe that team is going anywhere. I you know, regardless of who they hire to be their coach or whatever the case is, Frank Wright getting uh getting fired there was an absolute shame because he was not the problem. But I digress. So because you said that there's three things I want to discuss before we head out. One is I don't want to drink the Carolina Panther Kool-Aid because I did it two years ago, and I was like, you know what? This team could be a wild-card team, especially when they were 3-0. and I was like, hey, I'm looking good. And then even the Dallas game, I'm like, hey, they hung in tough with Dallas, but then yeah. they just fell off a cliff. Yeah. So that's the thing I want to say with Carolina. Like, look, they, they have all the right pieces in place. I think they're building something, but this year I'm not ready to go out there and say, like, hey, I know they got Miles Sanders. I know they got um, Hayden Hurst. They have uh, the probably C.J. Stroud. 
Yeah, we'll see what Terrace. We'll see what Terrace Marshall's wide receiver one looks like. They have they're really good defense too. I know I know you're a Terrace Marshall guy. I but, do like um, Terrace Marshall. He is so good. Just just trade just trade him trade him trade him north, please. <laughs> they're just a team though. I'm like you have to go out there and prove it to me before I say like yes. okay okay Agreed. I believe I believe you. Agreed. Um, there's one team in the NFL though. I do not I I don't wish ill will on fan bases outside of my division, but there is one right now where I'm like your season's gonna be pure ugliness. And that's wait, the Arizona wait, wait. Cardinals. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna guess. Um, yeah, they are in contention for the number one pick. I'm sorry, I, that is not. It is not a good roster. Um, I don't buy anything they have going on. Um, and I know people are gonna say, "Well, Kyler's hurt," and people are you know, finally getting on ownership there. Yeah, it is. It is a top down problem there, and it has been the entire time. Yep. I also the, think too. Like I said this on Tuesday show that Cliff, I think, only got the job because I think he thought that Patrick Mahomes was MVP, even though Cliff was fired from Texas Tech before accepting the Arizona Cardinal job. It's not like he was sought after. I think everyone just, I think Arizona kind of saw him and they were like, hey, we're going to take Kyler. We want you. That's why I also think, too, Steve Wilkes deserves another shot in the NFL. I completely agree. That was was, a sham. That was a sham. He was hoed, yeah. Yeah. And I also, (laughs) I love that. I think he's going to do good in San Francisco as their DC, DC yep. by the way. Yep. Um, also, too, considering they're just building a freaking wall of monsters there with Javon Hargrave. Yeah, just, I mean, their D-line is disgusting. Yeah. That, that should be allowed. Thank God we don't play them again until next year. I um, know. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, so with Arizona, I'm just looking at that. Like, Kyler didn't have a surgery until January. He's not there. Your wide receiver one's going to be Hollywood Brown, which we saw. He's not wide receiver he's one. Not, he's not that guy. And even you lost JJ Watt, you lost uh, what's the guy's name? Al- Zach Allen. Yep. Two thing. I think uh, your tight end one's probably gonna be Trey McBride. So I'm just like, if you're an Arizona fan right now, it's gonna be pain. And I've seen this though, where I think fans are more pissed on Michael Bidwell than anything else. And I'll also say this too: Steve Kime got the Dave Gelman treatment. Where I wish nothing the best for Steve Kime. I don't know what's wrong with him if it's health, if it's mentalness, or if it's like a substance. But I just wish for the best from his recovery. But I still think he was. He was given his roses on the way out too from getting he got let go, but I think it yep. was like like a handshake agreement of saying thank you for your time, but we're not in the same we're place. Not gonna, yep, yep. But I with them agree. though, I've seen this. Beer Monty right now. I Ozen Ford, I think is his name. Yep. Former Patriot executive. Do you consider trading Kyler or do you keep him when he comes back for twenty twenty four? Like that if say if they have the number one overall pick, what do you do? For twenty twenty four? Oh yeah, I, I I trade him. I would trade him if um because I think they're they're going to be picking high enough that it's you're good. Go ahead and uh, take Halo Williams, Drake May, or something like that. You're you're good. I would I would move on from Kyler. Um, if only because well one I he's a fine player, but uh man he is really it's the character I, issues for me. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that uh inside his locker room. They don't seem to like him a ton, um, and obviously I don't know that for a fact. I just yeah. think it's interesting that you know you obviously had the Kelvin Beecham um, incident from earlier this week or at the end of last week. Uh, I think just he, resigned there, and he did just resign there, which I think is actually hilarious. Um, they had the entire uh, incident where he was, you know kind of just like yeah, Kyler needs to grow up, he needs to be more of a leader or whatever the case is there. And he I know how Byron Murphy too, which is very yeah, big. he's off, he's off to to Minnesota, and they signed Kaiser White um, at linebacker. I like him. Quite and they bit, brought back I, Will Anderson as well. Not Will Anderson. They're probably going to get Will Anderson. Will Hernandez got brought back as well. Yeah, they're uh, offensive guard. He's really not that good. But um, it's just – it's telling to me that there's always this chatter in coming out of that locker room about the kind of person that Kyler is. And for me personally, I just don't see enough pushback from, you know, 52 other guys who should have your back, especially you being the starting quarterback. So I – 
I think there's something off there. Um, and I wonder if money and injury wasn't a factor, if Kyler would have been let go with Cliff and Steve Kime as well this year, if they would have pushed them all out and kind of started fresh. Because that was so weird last year where it's like, okay, they won the playoff game. Cliff got the extension. Steve Kime got the extension. And then yeah. it was like this dogfight with which Cliff and Kyler have the same agent, Eric Burkhart, yep. to get them extended. So it's just weird in Arizona. And I think yeah. the fans are just kind of uh, like, they're, they're, I've seen, weirdly enough, there's a guy on my TikTok I see that's a Cardinals fan. And it's just like, there's like no end where they think, hey, it's finally getting better. But then it's like you get kicked off a curb where last year they only won one game at home. Where hell, Kansas City won more home yeah. games than State Farm. <laughs> Yeah, that that look that's that's a great stat, by the way. Um, yeah, I I I I think in twenty twenty four, one, I think they'll be picking in the top two, uh, and I think that they should and could give they could and should give serious consideration to moving on from Kyler Murray at that point. Um, just kind of get yourself a clean break, you know, gnaw off the arm, just start fresh. Um, again, I think if he wasn't injured and if they hadn't just extended him, I think he would have been out with. Cliff and Steve. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. And last question before I have here, if you were to look at all 32 head coaches right now, yeah, whose seat do you think is the hottest? Um, There's two I have in mind. Two. Uh, hold on, let me think. Um, mm. Hottest? Okay, warmer than you'd expect. I think Robert Salah's seat's probably a little warmer than... Uh, oh, that's both. Have. That 100% is both. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think um, I think they're they're a little closer to gone than uh, most people would think. Uh, but as far as the hottest, um, man, it's it's tough. Uh, Mike Lafleur uh, in Green Bay, I think he 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 needs to he needs to win something uh, and win something soon because they have a talented roster. Uh, they just never do anything, uh, and then they get ex- just absolutely blown out of the water in the playoffs. So it's like, what are we doing here? Um, and then Mike McCarthy, I think is a popular choice. Um, but given the way Jerry Jones kind of operates, I think he's around, you know, what? hottest, I think the absolute hottest might be Ron Rivera. I think he's, he is coaching for his job. You know, someone who I think is coaching for their job, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Oh, you know what? That is a great choice. That yeah. is an X. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Just... I, yeah. I look at Cleveland this year where, look, I don't want the person yeah. to do well because I still think they're a scumbag, but you got to expect Sean Watson's going to play better this year. And if they hope. have, if they, because that's the thing too, go look up his stats. He was like bad, bad. It wasn't like anything else. Like he was like was, Carson Wentz bad. It was Zach Wilson bad. Yeah. And of course he has the caveat of, well, you know, he was suspended. So he missed, you know, the, the nine weeks or whatever the case was there. And he hadn't played football since 2020. And again, that's kind of on him. Um, but he was bad. <laughs> like he was, he was, if you took the name off the back of the Jersey, he is a player that should have been benched. Just yes. saying. So. Because look, Jacoby Brissett played better than him last mm-hmm. year. So that's just one of those things where you got to look at it, where you're like, Hey, this and this. Um, also with the Ron Rivera take, I like it because I feel like they're, they've given him the pieces to succeed. Yeah. By adding Andrew Wiley by, and also too, here's the thing. You got an in-house candidate. You could get that job to at the drop of a dime. Eric the enemy. Absolutely. That's, that's, and I'm also going to say this with the whole Kansas city dynamic. I don't think nothing changes. I know people like to laugh at Matt Nagy because of what happened in Chicago, but there, I think there's a reason why he got brought back to Kansas City. Yeah, I think they're. I think really it's it's Andy's show. 
um, Andy Reid's show uh, and everyone else just kind of helping him get there. I think Matt Nagy can step in and, and do exactly what Eric Bieniemy did and be just fine. They'll be just fine. Exactly. That's just the way you got to look at it. Like, they're going to be fine. It's going to be – they're going to be good. Kansas City's going to be good. It's just – and Brandon Staley's another one in LA. Just oh, I was I was actually just yeah. going to say that as well because I, I I did forget about him. Um, I think he should have been gone last year, but I understood why they wouldn't because they made the playoffs and all that. Yeah. He needs to go. He needs mm-hmm. to go. Uh, and Sean McVay, I think, is um that's a, a handshake candidate. retirement step. Yes, down. he is a resignation. Um, because they're too, getting close the to. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. I I think the Seahawks will be a little too competitive to. To head that way, um, unless Geno goes back to the Geno of old, yeah, that's true. But I also think they'll draft the quarterback. They they, they weirdly did extend Drew Locke as well today. So yeah, I saw that one year four million. I was um why I was never a Drew Locke fan. He this sucks. Is, <laughs> I was never a fan of his. I know everyone liked him for the, the Buzz Lightyear. Just the yeah, because they beat Houston the week after we freaking lost to Houston on Sunday Night Football in 2019. And I then, oh, a freaking mm. game. You that know was like the, said, the trick play that Sean Watson got him to the end zone on the, on the right side there, and I was like, damn, bro, that sucked. And then yeah. they almost recovered the uh, onside kick. The, uh, Brandon, Bolden also, Brandon Bolden almost had the onside kick. So. Yeah, because in 2000 – yeah, and then because in 2020, I was always on the thick Fangio to get fired train. Yep. And I didn't say it, and then 2021 came around, and I'm like, well, I was a year early on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I – um, yeah, it's – I think a lot of coaches are um, safe uh, just because a lot of them just got there within a year or two. Um, yeah. But there there were some there was some bad coaching going on in the NFL last year. The only one I can see that's a year two coach that's potential for hot seat is Eberflus just because I feel like Chicago is going to be one of those teams where everyone's going to be like, like I saw, and no disrespect, but I saw Cynthia Freeland being like, is the Bear, are the Bears going to win the NFC North? And I was like, no. Like, no. That's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are going to put unrealistic expectations on the Bears, especially. I agree. Even save the Bears get JSN because that's a very real possibility at number nine. Sure. Yeah. It's a very and real it wouldn't be a reach. It's a good, it's a good pick. Yeah. It, it's not a reach. But see, you have him, you have DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, it is what it is. They're going to bring back the goat Nikhil Harry. Exactly. <laughs> Who I saw someone on Twitter today saying, like, hey, Patriots, bring him back. And I'm like, no. Um, and then you also have Cole Komet as well. And then yeah. oh, who's running the ball for them now? Is uh, Khalil Herbert. Oh, Khalil Herbert. That's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Though, nine nine is a uh, JSN pick. I think nine you got to go offensive line because that bears offensive yes. line. It's bad. Woo. It's bad. It's bad. Um, also, I think uh, fuck it. Justin Fields just needs to throw the ball better, more consistently. Yeah. Um, he- I think we've gotten to where watch the Patriot game to see how good he really is. <laughs> as much I, as I hate to say that, yeah, I, I think we've gotten to the point where like you know people are just leaning way too too far into the whole like oh he can't throw oh yeah he can kind of thing. I think um, what needs to just be talked about is he needs to throw more consistently. Um, and if he can do that, I mean, by all means, he's going to he's going to flourish. Um, I still believe in him. I don't think it's time to move on from him. Um, then again, I really don't think you know two years is enough to tell you about a quarterback other than you know zach wilson so uh yeah i think they're going to be a trendy pick people are going to be like oh they're going to be so good they're going to be so good i think they're going to not be very good i think they threw a lot of money around in free agency and that's going to be seven wins i think they can be yeah that's not very good (laughs) you know like good but they're more competitive yeah but that's double still double digit losses you know so it's like but the way people are talking about them they're like oh they're going to win the division i'm like well does six wins get you the division because if not they're not going to win that division. 
like I think they're that team where how do I say this? They could be what the Raiders were last year. You know, they lose a lot of close games. Like it's just like certain yeah. things don't go your way. You you sneak out a couple of victories because I think the Raiders were six and eleven or seven and ten last year. So I think it's that style to where now next year twenty twenty four is that real. You need to take off kind of year. It's the yeah. hey Justin Fields is probably going to get paid next off season. So where it's like next twenty twenty four is the real. You guys got to be in the conversation come, come, uh, how do we say this? Come January. Like, you're still in the conversation to where if 2024, they're in 8 and 9, 9 and 8. If they're, they, I think 2024, you have to be a minimum of 8 wins if you're the Bears. Sure. Yeah. I And uh, I hope that's realistic. Um, I just, I mean, they're, Chicago just does, never does anything. Even in years that they make the playoffs, you're just like, yeah, but does anyone think they're actually going to do anything? And then they go out there and they disappoint you, and you're like, see, I told you. Um, and I kind of just – that's kind of how I feel about the team all the same. I don't think Eberflus is a great coach. Um, so I, I do agree that he could be gone in, you know, after year two. Uh, I think is safe, though, for now. Oh, I, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I but I think that's just because he's doing a good job, whereas Eberflus did not do a good job. So, yeah. you know, that, that's the big difference. But it's like one of those ones, too, where like Eberflus could be an easy scapegoat, where it's like, you know, we were saying about Chris Ballard, where it's like, hey, Chris Ballard took a lot of like the pressure. It's like, oh, but I did this, or oh, but I did that. It could be yeah. the same thing for Poles, where Poles is like, oh, hey, I did that. It just wasn't working out with Matt. And that's the other thing, too. Matt would get a DC job after um, after everything else. So that, that that's just how I view that. So there's a lot of these teams, I feel like, for this year, where it's like, look, you have to take a step forward, like Chicago, like Washington. Uh, LA, it's just a rebound, wait and see what happens. Although yeah. I would be shocked if like Stafford, Donald, and McVay are not there in 2024. I think they'll be there in 23. Not even, not even a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Yeah. And then I look at other teams where I'm like the North. I look not the North, but the South. I'm just like, okay, whoever wants it can have it, even though I do think for all the moves they made, I still think Atlanta's going to be in the top 10 picking next year in the draft. Yeah, I think they're bad. Yeah. I think they're still bad. Because they Jesse, made a lot of moves that just don't move me. Uh, Jesse Bates was a good was a good signing. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> like they signed, you know, Chris Lindstrom to his extension, and they brought back Caleb McGarry, and that's fine. Yeah, I just and don't. I that's not a good team. Yeah, but just one of those things where they're going to be in a quarterback conversation next year as well. So we'll have to uh, wait and see what happens as a whole. But anyway, guys, it's going to wrap it up here. Episode two, two, two in the books. But if I can recommend something. There's a great review of a Jimmy Neutron video game. I think you should all go check out a nice ENT group. I go and I watch I appreciate them. it. I appreciate it. I also love the everybody get down. It's time to Space Jam. Little metaphor on oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Space Jam video. It's just interesting <laughs> things, guys. So for all that we do here, because McGarvin and I love to have fun, believe me. We're going to talk about this after the show, but you got to come on before and after the draft just because. Absolutely. So we can either talk about the pit team and like, hey, we think we're going to do this. And at the end, it's going to be, oh, well, we did that. Yeah. Um but anyway, guys, usually I end it with the two of us, but I have the video downloaded as well apart from the intro. And because it's a gift he tweeted out twice, he's getting the video twice. <laughs> so with that being said, TikToker Reese Hardy, take us out. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. 
The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.